The Packers have played their four quarters. Now it's time for the fifth quarter. Live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill on Holmgren Way. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. Hello, everybody. And welcome back to another edition of the fifth quarter here live from the Stadium View on Holmgren Way. It was a hot time in the old town last (laughs) night as the Packers outlast the Bengals with a heck of a comeback 27-24 in overtime on the warmest day ever on the frozen tundra. 89 at kickoff. Five degrees warmer than a game way back in 63. Anybody was at that one? Raise your hand. Packers beat the Rams at Lambeau on October 6th of 63. Anyone? No? Bumps, you weren't there? No? No? 84 degrees. For those listening, nobody raised their hands. 84 degrees. Well, I was five. I started going when I was seven, so I just missed it. Just missed it. But anyway, heck of a game for the Packers, and it was a good thing they won that one. That could have been a very devastating loss to drop them to one and two, but they get two out of three, and in a very short week, here's another reason I hate Thursday nights, everybody. <laughs> Short week. The guys came in late, obviously, because of the lateness of the game. Last night, I just left Mike McCarthy's press conference. The guys are still in meetings, and that means Jeff Janice can't make it tonight. Nobody's going to be available. Well, I know. I'm very, very, very sorry about that. But uh, even Wait. I tried colleagues from the media, but they're all working because the locker room period for interviews yeah. right now is going on right now till about 545, and then they have meetings after that. So, apologize. Uh, Jeff will be back, though. Sure, yeah. You're and right. you're here. Matt Z, everybody. Exactly. We're Hello, here. Matt. We're here. And it's a big win. That was a, as you mentioned, a huge win. I don't think anyone saw that game going to overtime the week leading up to the game. No. Just because of the Bengals' inefficiencies on offense. Yeah, new offensive coordinator, but I didn't see them but coming look, out and taking a lead. this is a Bengals team and... that has a lot of talent. Sure. Folks, I mean, this has been a playoff team, what, for the last five, six years? Every team has a lot of talent. I understand. There's no gimmies in the right. National Football oh, absolutely League, not. and they were off to a horrible start, obviously, uh, played terribly at home in two straight losses, did change coordinators, did change the way they did some things offensively yeah. in the first scripted 15 that caught these guys off guard, and they fell behind, giving up a, a fairly easy touchdown drive to Andy Dalton and company, and then it was uh, Katie bar the door for the Packers, they had to knuckle down, but look at the inactive list, I just want to read the guys that for were the not Packers? dressed yesterday, right. uh, Randall Cobb, yeah, he stinks. Kentrell Bryce, he's <laughs> nothing. Devon House, wow, he's brand new back here. Great Ryan, forget it. Nick Perry, David Bakhtiari, Mike Daniels. Right. That is seven front-line players yeah. absent for the Packers in that game last night, and they found a way to survive, and there were even more injuries, which we're going to get to in a moment as the Packers are desperately looking for Susan, who plays offensive tackle. Absolutely. And I know you know you can point to some deficiencies, some warts from the game, things the tackles didn't do right, offense couldn't get going, couldn't protect Aaron for a big majority of the game, but the ultimate outcome is what you focus on. Yeah, Being able to overcome and no matter right, how you win do that it, game. It, 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 and no matter who has to play, how you do it, it the win's the thing. And we're going to forget about it in two weeks, only that Absolutely. they got to two and one, needing overtime to do it. But I get this all the time, Z, is uh, texts or tweets. This coaching staff doesn't know how to adjust. They just don't know how right. to make adjustments. Well, you know what? They made some adjustments at intermission, <laughs> down 21-7. to 7. They right. decided, Aaron Rodgers said, the heck with it. I know I'm under pressure. I'm going to start moving around even more. Up and out, as he put it. I'm going to get on my horse and try and extend almost every pass play because they were coming hard with four guys. Five of the six sacks in the first half. Forced a disastrous pick six 
Jeez. Uh, and so uh, that was one adjustment they made on offense. Sure. And on defense, once they realized that the Bengals exhausted their supply of new formations, new pattern formations, and new personnel groupings, they just knuckled down and got after it and played exemplary D in that second half. Cincinnati had 109 yards after intermission, 0 for 7 on third downs. Adjustments were made. Adjustments were carried out. It allowed them to get back into that ball game and eventually win it. You're right. I mean, and that is what you hear from fans, and that's the nature of the beast. That's what you hear on sports talk radio, you know, that you can't make adjustments. You're failing in this area. But, I mean, that's... That's why sports are such a hot issue in the country. We all have an opinion, right? But you'll get to that. None of us, none of us are Tony Romo that can dissect a play before the ball is snapped, which he did plenty of times during the broadcast. I heard really good things oh, about I, you. I, I, I haven't like heard him really yet. I, I really like him. Caught about two minutes when I was in Atlanta to a game yeah. that I had to get out of there. To As go to the fans. Game we all pretend to know more than the coaches, but we ultimately do not have any idea what plays are being called at what point or why, why formations yeah. are being called. We have no idea what adjustments are taking place, but we're fans. It's all forgiven because we react that way. Yeah, all right. But it was a, a big, big win for the Packers. And we'll spend plenty of time talking about it. And as I said, we'll update the latest medical news uh, and, uh, and have some fun along the way. we got great door prizes as well. Make sure you sign up. I know it's a short week. Dub Bears coming in Thursday night. They were overtime winners yesterday over the Steelers. Them, yeah. yeah, indeed. Their first of the year. And we got a pair of tickets to the Packers v. Bears. We're going to give away to somebody in this building before we are done tonight from our friends at Robinson's Heating and Cooling. All right, well, let's go to the locker rooms. Shall we? Plenty of quotes from the guys. And we'll begin with head coach Mike McCarthy and his summation of the overtime win. What, what an excellent win for our football team um, in this game. Had everything in it, um, you know, special teams with the ball placement and, and obviously the big field goals. Uh, defense, uh, I thought did a really good job. You know, we had the first, you know first series there and really kept giving us opportunities on offense. So you know, offense we battled through. Um, had a number of injuries. I mean, we had more injuries again today, and guys just stepped in and kept playing. So our fans were tremendous throughout the day, and, and I thought they were off the charts um, in overtime. About that overtime. First win in seven straight losses in overtime for yeah. Aaron Rodgers. An unfathomable statistic. I was shocked when I heard that yeah, on TV. Yeah. And in the last two playoff heartbreaking overtime right. losses, we all know what happened. Packers lost the toss, never touched the ball. This time, they lost the toss, but Clay Matthews in the defense came up with a three-and-out stop. You know, we felt like, you know, whereas maybe some of those other games you're, you know, referring to where... We just felt like the whole second half, I don't know you know, if they had a lot of momentum in their, in their corner and strictly speaking on behalf of our defense. So we felt good about, obviously, you know, you want to win the toss with how the rules are, but you know, we, we felt like we were going to go out there and do our job. And that's exactly what we did. I felt like we were doing that for the most part in the second half, and, and we did just that. They did just that. They I were mean, awesome in the second half. Yeah, they were really good in the second half. Watching them fly around, put pressure on the quarterback, stop the run game. Josh Jones yeah, well, had a, in a minute. welcome to the NFL sort of a game. Yeah, he had I a I think there were like game. five or six out of the seven series in a row that ended with a third down sack. Both ways. Yeah. Pressure was good. Sure. Both sides. But that, yeah, that defensive stand on the first series of overtime after a kickoff in the end zone, Blake Martinez blows through the gap and drops Joe Mixon for Huge minus play. two. Yep. Uh, a little crossing route to A.J. Green. Uh, he uh, gained six yards, uh, but uh, Jones was able to get him down. Uh, and then on third and six, uh, it was uh, the Tyler Croft, the tight end, who caught it in the flat open field tackle again 
from Mr. Jones to force the punt. And that backed up the Packers to the 29-yard line because there were some pretty good thumps. One bad one for Volga, but pretty good ones. Uh, and this was a 58-yarder. So they're at the 21, facing second down, or third down in 10, I should say. Uh, and, yep, uh, Aaron Rodgers got the OT freebie. Yeah, I was first looking to make sure we got him uh, offsides. I saw the flag thrown, so I was looking uh, down the seams. Uh, first, we had 12 on the field in the uh, what was that, the third quarter. Felt like we had maybe the seam opportunity. So with them offsides, I looked in, inside. and naturally helped us uh, hit it down the sideline. Luckily, I put it in a good spot, and Gmo did the rest. What do you say when you slap on that parachute and jump out of the plane? <laughs> Geronimo. There you go, Allison. 72-yard catch and run. That's the biggest play of his very quickly emerging career. So we had a free play. Um, I just kind of outside released the corner. He kind of stayed underneath me. Uh, I just trusted it. Just kept going downfield. I seen Aaron kind of start to scramble a little bit, and he picked his eyes up and just launched it in the air. I just made a play on it, tried to get north and get to the end zone. Got close. Got close. Real close. Six for Buck 22 for Geronimo on the game. But it wasn't quite close enough. But Aaron took a knee to get into the middle of the field. And Mason Crosby bangs through the 27-yarder for the win. Even though Marvin Lewis tried to ice him on an 89-degree day with a timeout. Just like he did on the game tying point after touchdown. That was the first, yeah. Obviously, now that we moved him back to, to 33-yarders, uh, you know, it was, it was a big kick. Very big kick, but icing a PAT. Why not? Yeah, it's no longer just a gimme, though. I, I suppose. I mean, guys miss those. They do. Mason's missed only, what, a couple since they moved it back, yeah. I think, in his career? Anyway, It's Marvin not common, but it does I happen. Know. Marvin yeah. should know better. As for Marvin Lewis, he said we did a few things better, but it was just too much Aaron Rodgers. We got point, put points on the board today, which we knew we had to do, and we just got to keep playing and remain disciplined to our job, stay after it. We had rushed the quarterback, keep him hemmed in. We did a lot, but when we broke down, he made plays, and we got to stay in coverage and not allow the ball to go down the field. Too many, far too many chunk plays against a good quarterback like that. So, you know, that ended up being the difference in the football game. A flea flicker from the pack? Oh, those tricky Packers. That covered 41. Lance Kendricks getting loose for 51. That was nice to Big see. Big chunk plays, and obviously Geronimo's in overtime. And as I mentioned, the game did require some adjustments on both sides. Uh, defensively, Kenny Clark, who I thought played a very good game with Mike Daniels' absence, said, we just figured them out. They ran a couple plays that, um, that we didn't see, we, you know, that they weren't really doing. Watched the film, and part of that probably is because of the uh, new office coordinator they had. They just have some new wrinkles. We just start playing the blocks better and playing all that stuff better and uh, shut them down uh, real good in the second half. Yeah, they did. And uh, rookie Josh Jones, the second of second round picks, he cut loose with two sacks and that big third down stop in OT. I was fired up to be out there and be out there with the teammates, man. Everybody, you know, I had my back and um, we had each other back and man, just went out there and played football, man. Like, like I always say, you know, a lot of these guys, we've been doing this since we were little kids, so. It's the same, same old thing. I don't know if I would like to see the way he plays right now as a 10-year-old, you know, if it's the same old thing, because he has... <laughs> if that's what he's always been doing. He has an doing. intensity about him. Yeah. He's got the athleticism, the size and the speed and everything else. No, uh, he, you're right. He plays with a great intensity. He brings the energy. He's... The Mike Daniels but he's, of a second, But he's not too energetic where right. he goes... Not out of control. No. I, yeah. Where you... All right. He did get fooled on the Giovanni Bernard touchdown. A little up and out route through a gap, and Josh was a little late getting over yeah. there. But 
That's the price you're going to pay. McCarthy wants to play these young guys early and often because they are going to play much more often as this season wears on. So you have to take some lumps, but I'll take the big plays Josh Jones makes over those mistakes any day. Oh, absolutely, and especially if you can have the impact plays that he was having yesterday in big moments, the sacks, the tackles of a tight right. end when you absolutely have to. Hopefully, as he continues to learn the defense, learn the schemes, learn tendencies, he just becomes an even right. more loose player, and you just let him fly. The less he thinks, the faster he plays. Absolutely. That's how it works. Offensively, as I said, after he got dumped five times in the first half, Aaron decided to move around even more. And Lance Kendricks, who caught his first Packer touchdown, said it was fun to see the master at work firsthand. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, it, you know, one of these games were so long and kind of stretched out, it's hard. It's really hard to stay focused in it, especially with with a lot of substitutions. But it, it was a roller coaster, and he's the guy that makes it just he he, he stays steady in, on any roller coaster. So I'm just glad to be a part of it. It was a big part of it, that's for sure. And one more from the coach, McCarthy says that was a character building comeback. Good point. I I, I think it's early season football. You have to have those wins too. You have to have those moments of adversity. Uh, we, we talked. To, about advancing through the adverse moments, uh, particularly the energy and, and the focus and the discipline. And I, I thought our guys did a very good job of that today. They did a good enough job. <sighs> Real sweater. Yeah, it, but imagine losing that game, what the reaction would be today, what the feelings would be today. If you lost to the Bengals, a team that couldn't score an offensive touchdown. Yeah, they'd touchdown. be howling. There's no question about it. Yeah, I mean, it would it. be the end of the world. But you find a way to come back in the second half. Defense steps up huge. You make enough plays, win in overtime, and you're feeling great. Yeah. You're two and one. Lions lost. You're at the top now. I'd rather would have Lions won that game actually. Yeah. Give Atlanta loss, but we'll get I to suppose. that too. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. Anyway, I think the Packers are rolling the dice the way they they lined up their 53 and those seven big name players all injured. They've got the Bears on a short week. I don't know if all of those guys are going to be back in time for Thursday night, but I think the goal is to have everybody ready for a two game swing after the mini-buy when they go down to Dallas and yeah. they go to Minnesota and things toughen up considerably. But bottom line is 27-24. Packers in overtime. Beat the Bengals. We'll talk more about some of the performances in that game. Get you up to date, up to date on all the medical news as we come back in a moment. Sans Jeffrey Janice, unfortunately, but we welcome our listeners from Sheboygan and Wausau. We're brought to you by our friends at Robinson's Heating and Cooling, American Metal Roots, Nicolet Bank, and Diamonds and Gold. And, of course, the folks here at The View. Yeah, be here every night. Always great drink specials, food specials. But it is the place to be on game days. You've got short week, Thursday night, Bears. Be here at the Stadium View. Yeah, They're going to have fun. great entertainment. Weather's going to be cooler, so you won't have to be <laughs> as hydrated. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Great entertainment. Hydration's no problem in here. This is the place to stop yes. on a Packer game day. I don't question you got to be here. It's a must be. That's why it's the Stadium View. All right, when we come back, we'll break down more of the Pats win over the Bengals. The fifth quarter returns after this timeout. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. Woo! Yeah, good win for the Pack yesterday. It was a hot one for sure as the Pack. It was hot all over the country at a lot of those games yesterday. Record highs. I think it's been above 94 or five straight days down in the Windy City. The Bears found a way over the Steelers 23-17. We'll talk more about the Bears a little bit later on, but... Let's get back to the pack and the performance of several guys in that game that I wanted to talk about tonight in particular. Uh, we mentioned Geronimo Allison, six for a buck 22 and 72. This is a guy that made a mistake, suspended for the first game, but 
everybody says they've been raving about this guy almost since the time he set foot on this team as an undrafted rookie free agent out of Illinois, wondering how he could not get drafted. Aaron said, you know, the first organized team activity, this guy's running around. That's not 4'6", 40. This guy's faster than that. He's huge target, crisp routes. And he finally got a chance late last season at the breakout game in Atlanta, got better as he went, and has now obviously looks to have made that jump. And a kid that has an opportunity with a cob going down, otherwise he doesn't see as much playing action as he as he would have, but rises to the challenge and has a big impact. And it's a story, as you mentioned, undrafted out of college, has the suspension to start the year, small field stuff, whatever, but taking advantage of the opportunities given to him. It's nice to see a guy who no one really knows much about rise up and take advantage of the situation. It's going to be interesting to see if uh, they keep him on the field even yeah. when Cobb returns. Uh, you How, know. Yeah, I mean, you have so many weapons. Can you get him in the game at key times and draw plays for a guy to take advantage of that speed and size combination? If he's on the field, I think it's a matchup that Aaron's obviously going to look at. At least Absolutely. take a peek at if he's not the intended target on the play. I thought he was fantastic. We mentioned Josh Jones. We mentioned a couple of other youngsters. Kevin King in his first start going up against A.J. Green when asked after the game, uh, what he was thinking when the Packers told him he was going to start and told him he was going to be covering A.J. <laughs> Green. You know what he said? Thanks. And he said it in a good way, like, thanks. Bring it I on. want to. Yeah. I want to. Got a little Julio last week, a little A.J. this week. Another example of what McCarthy was saying, the more we play these young guys against really good players, the better, the quicker they will become better NFL players. Yeah, and when he joined us on the fifth quarter, that was his mentality. I yeah. mean, a soft-spoken guy, but extremely confident. I didn't, I didn't come here to sit. No, said. knows what his skill set is. He can be a physical defensive back and loves the challenge. And you're right. You look at what he's done in the past couple of weeks. A Julio Jones and AJ Green. It's welcome to the NFL. I mean. Those are Madden-type guys you were playing with on Sundays before you got to the NFL. Right. Now they're your opponents. And I thought he held up okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, got beat in a couple of early routes. But, I, you know, even all the pass. All defensive backs Even the beat. pass. I really like the pass interference penalty. I know it was a penalty and all that sort of thing. But I just like the combativeness he had on that route. He's going to play feisty. Yeah. So. And if, if the kid's not getting burned play after play after play and just looks lost and he does not look lost... You mentioned he's feisty, he's competitive, he's up in guys' faces. You are going to have penalties, sure, but as long as you're not getting beat time and time again, keep giving them opportunities. Speaking of guys who look lost. Uh-oh. Demarius Randall looks a little lost yet. Yeah. He does. Came out of that ballgame. Josh Hawkins played a couple of series at corner with Randall struggling. Martellus Bennett looks really lost. Yeah. Another drop. This is a guy you watched a lot as a pass fan. My opinion on Martellus Bennett is I'm not going to knock him for his stance that he takes and his stances that he takes and his Twitter activity and all of his shenanigans off the field that he likes to espouse, but it just doesn't look like he's into it. It just doesn't look to me like he is playing with a passion. Lots of walking to and from the huddle, dropping balls. I just don't see the enthusiasm I was expecting out of this guy to bring to this offense. Do you think there's a frustration that he's not more involved in the offense, or is is it because he's being asked to be more of a stay-in and block and help out at this point because the tackles have been having so many issues? I, I wonder about that. I'd be really disappointed if that was the case. This right. guy is a 10-year veteran or whatever. I, absolutely. Okay, it's yeah. not about, hey, 
give me the damn ball anymore for right. this guy. He just came off a Super Bowl championship. Yeah. I think he wants to win another. I think he knows he's in a situation where he can win another. So if it's that, if that's the problem, right. then we've really got a problem. And I'm not saying that's the problem. You just wonder because we don't we don't know, and you can't get inside of a guy's head. And is it just his personality type where it doesn't look like he's into it? I don't. Am I, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that last year with the Patriots. But he was a guy that was a little bit more featured in the offense when a when a Gronkowski well because got Gronkowski is it down it, exactly all right and so you saw him as more of a playmaker. He did plenty of blocking and seemed to love it. Yes, as a Patriot, really really took I that think as, he is as still personal a, pride. And a he's solid, a great blocker. I think he's a solid blocker. Although you yeah. never know it by the run numbers on this team. Sure, sixty nine yards a yeah. game after three weeks. Yeah. Uh, but but he is he has dropped a lot of balls early in the season, and I know a lot of fans are focusing on that. I, I heard on Sports Talk Radio this morning that, hey, it was a mistake to let Jared Cook go. Why didn't we give him yeah. the money? We should have kept him around. Look at what he's doing, 120-some yards, there's, 10 yards a catch. There's also something to be said. I for, think it's early to write off Oh, I, I'm not back. writing him off. I'm just yeah. disappointed in his start. Sure. And he is drawing attention. And in the double tight end sets where it's Bennett and Kendricks, guess who's winning matchups because Bennett's getting attention? It's yeah. Kendricks so and, far. Yeah, and you know what? So and, that's, the, that's the object. Right. And that is things that, as a fan, we're not seeing. If he's opening up routes for other guys, that's an impact on your offense. Right. All right. But another, we, don't see, we, don't, we don't see those things. We don't recognize that stuff. Another guy I'm just not crazy about early going uh, is Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery, is he on Dancing with the Stars this season? <laughs> he's getting to the hole. I don't think so. And he's doing either the quick step or the yeah. samba. I'm not sure. But there's a lot of hesitation. Granted, there are not Wisconsin Badger gaping sure. holes on the offensive right, line right. right now with the way that thing is assembled. Uh, but uh, he's being used an awful lot. He's had more touches than any running back in the NFL Right. So far in three weeks. Uh, and yesterday, eight catches, 15 yards. Yeah. Yeah. The running game for Ty Montgomery, three yards a carry. His long rush through three weeks is eight yards. <laughs> Jamal Williams gets to the hole. His yeah. one and only carry, he got to the line of scrimmage quickly in game six when it didn't look like there was much of a hole. I say let's get Williams some more snaps. I want to see what this kid can do. Give Ty a break here a little bit. They're almost overusing him early, and the more they use him, the less effective it looks like to me he has become. In the running game, absolutely. Why not freshen it up, give a, give a guy a different opportunity? I think it's the pass protection, which is why you want Montgomery out there as much. Just knows schemes, protections, calls, that sort of thing, a little bit better than a rookie would at this point. All right, so I'm pretty well done ripping. I, 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 would, I, I would like to say, I'd like to see Ty be more effective in the passing game. I really think that's where his strengths would lie out of they the backfield. They tried a couple of screens. Yeah. They tried the little flare that lost seven yesterday yeah. because think, it was red. And I think that's going to be there for sure. The Bengals, for as many problems as they have on offense coming in, their defense was number one against the pass. They're good. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a solid defense. Cincinnati, even though they had plenty of struggles, always seems to have a solid defense that gives teams fits. Yeah, and they gave the Packers fits for a while. There's yeah. no question about it, but they did figure it out. All right. Even though the guests away, we're still going to play. The hot play of the day is going to come up next, and when we return, the injury report for the Bear game, the first one's already out today. The list is getting longer, mm. and the Packers put a player on injured reserve. We'll tell you about when we come back right after this timeout on the fifth quarter. Don't go away. 
We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. Packers over the Bengals 27-24 in overtime. Aaron Rodgers has now beaten every single team in the league at least once. That's kind of nice. Jordy Nelson with two (laughs) touchdown passes. Pass Sterling Sharp for second place on the all-time franchise TD catch list. He has 66 now for his career. Better giddy up. Don Hudson with the record with 99. That, I, don't think, I don't think Jordy's going to get there. The throw, the catch. That last touchdown. Wow. Yeah. 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 Every week, Rodgers makes a throw that you just go, who else in the NFL can make that particular not throw? Not many, not Running many. to your right, throwing on a dime in front of a no, DB. His accuracy, I yeah. see it every day at practice. Unreal. It is phenomenal. Unreal. All right. Time to give away some stuff from our friends at Robinson's Heating and Cooling. we got a lot of stuff, too. It's our hot play of the day. You know how it works. You guess the hottest play of the game, and you'll take home a prize tonight. Great new grill set from Robinson's, right? Is that what we got? Yeah, for the yeah. hot play grill and, set. Uh, you, not only that, you get qualified for a grand prize drawing at the end of the year. Pair of indoor club seats to that Vikings game, December 23rd, Ooh. and an invitation to their pregame tailgate party. It will not be 90 degrees at that game. No, it will not. Although we may have some nines in it, like could, sub windshield, whatever. Could anyway. be 60, but not 90. Uh, that would be nice. All right, line them up. Dave, who do we got playing first on the hot play of the day? Okay, we got Sue. Sue, what do you think? I think it's Mason Crosby's game-winning field goal. Mason Crosby's game-winning field goal. Yeah, it was nice, but uh, 27 yards, chip shot, closer than an extra point. <laughs> Where's no the challenge? Precious. Yeah, come yeah. on, make it tougher than that. Sorry, difficulty Sue. is why he didn't get it. Just no difficulty. Yeah, yeah, I know. But speaking of field goals, if Josh Jones doesn't come up with that first sack, yeah, 48-yarder wide right, that might have been an L rather than a W. Big play, but let's try another one for the hot play. Okay, Chuck's up here. Chuck. Uh, Geronimo's catch in overtime. Geronimo's catch in overtime. Nice, but, you know, they would have got five yards anyway. And he was <laughs> wide open. He had tougher catches. A big play indeed, but they needed some big plays just to get to that big play. So let's try another one. Who's next in line? Okay, Craig's up next. Chris. I'm going to say the uh, touchdown to Jordy. The hot play from Geronimo wouldn't have happened if not for the hottest play that got the Packers to overtime. Adams is split to the left. Bennett tight end right side of the line. Montgomery right side of Rodgers. From the three, first down. Rodgers rolling right, throws right side of the end zone. Jordy's got it. Touchdown! Oh, what a throw by Aaron Rodgers to beat Dre Kirkpatrick. Jordy Nelson's second touchdown of the day. And the Packers an extra point away from getting this game tied. 17 seconds left from the three. Man coverage. The DB, Kirkpatrick, dives right in front. It was almost like that Iowa-Penn State play. I mean, if you slow it down, ball's this this far away from getting deflected. And Jordy, leaning out of bounds, makes the grab for the game-tying touch almost, but then came the PAT. Jordy, yeah, wound up catching a pair from the amazing Aaron. The way he can move in the pocket, outside the pocket, um, gives us almost like two opportunities in each play. I mean, some of our scramble plays are the biggest plays you can get in a game, and especially late in the game. Defense is tired. You know, the rush might not have been what it was, or the secondary, you know. So, but, I mean, he's he's the best quarterback in the game. There's no doubt about it. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Most accurate for sure, no question, especially on that play as he's rolling out to the right, throwing that 
on a dime, and you're right, on slow motion, just seeing how close that could have been to being tipped or I altered. Yeah. If that ball wobbles a little bit, maybe Jordy doesn't get it as cleanly. Mm, bounces. Wobble. Yeah, exactly. They if, wobble and they don't fall down. They, yeah. Exactly. Right. And it's just the way you can thread a needle with a football is pretty impressive. All right. So that's our hot play. Congrats. You're in. We'll do the cold play in a couple of minutes. All right. Here's some chilling injury news today. Brett Good, the long snapper, done for the year. Went on injured reserve with a hamstring injury, and it happened before the final field goal. He literally gimped out there to snap the game winner on a terrible hamstring that's bad enough to have him go on injured reserve. The Packers have signed Tabor Pepper, a rookie long snapper out of Michigan State. Uh, he was with the Packers during their spring organized team activities, okay. at least getting a look-see. Uh, and is now back with the pack to handle the long snapping chores. So, Brett, good guy, came back on a whim, on a short yeah. notice thing after all the mishaps in the preseason, and now he's done for the year again and probably done for good. He had a season-ending injury a couple years ago, uh, so we wish Brett the best. Well, that's something to watch then, the operation. The see, operation. See how that works out. A very important pair of hands that are going to get us started now every time. Packers also haven't announced, but there are reports they have signed offensive tackle Ulrich John off the Arizona Cardinals practice squad hmm. onto the active roster because David Bakhtiari is still down. Yep. Brian Balaga didn't finish the game again yesterday with the ankle injury. Jason Spriggs went on injured reserve last week, and now Kyle Murphy shows up on today's injury report with a foot injury. Yikes. And even though they didn't practice today, he would have been listed as a did-not-practice, so it's obviously severe enough where he would have to take the day off. That leaves the Packers with Adam Pankey <laughs> at offensive tackle and Justin McRae, who's a guard, who's been forced to play offensive, offensive tackle. tackle. I don't know how they're going to survive if this doesn't get better soon. Quick passes. Quick passes. Quick drops, three-step drops, get it out. That's kind of what they're doing. Yeah. Or, or Ben Gazzara starred in this TV show in the 60s, Run for Your Life. Quick quick drops, quick passes, and rollouts. Uh, and we're going to see yeah. plenty of that, I am sure. Because you, as we've been seeing, you can't focus on the run game to pick up the slack. And with out guys. And now Murphy played right tackle when Balaga was down, had sure. to go over and play left tackle, and I don't think he's taken more than 20 snaps in his life yeah. at left tackle. And, and that was a tall order. And the... And the Bengals came after him. I mean, the kid, Carl Lawson, uh, you know, they're good yeah. coming after him. And well, and that's gonna be Rogers just... has been sacked 13 times yeah. in three weeks. He's been hit, I think, 16 times in three games. We're not the only ones that know they have issues on the offensive line. No, it's it's no, blood no, in the water. A, but I don't think there's any more injured offensive right. lines in this one. A lot of teams sure. have issues because they have bad offensive linemen. Yeah. And there's a we talked about this last week. There is a dearth of good uh, of good offensive linemen there's a real short supply all around the national football league so seems like for the last several years the packers just deal with a ridiculous amount of key injuries but it's been happening at one position right and mccarthy brought it up today remember last year for the bear game they didn't have a running back right what are we gonna do ty want to try it he did and went crazy sure and that began his transformation now it's offensive tackles. Against the Falcons in the NFC Championship, they were injured, but they were wiped out in the secondary. Right. So it's all happening at one spot. Here's the rest of what would be the estimation of the injury report. Now, it's a short week, so they're really only going to practice tomorrow. And that's it. Then they're going to take Wednesday off and get ready for Thursday night. These Thursday night games, it is abuse. It is abuse in the NFL. They talk about player safety. 
Right. And I know the almighty dollar, hey, Amazon Prime is streaming this one live. They shelled out millions to do this. So we're going to have Thursday Night Football, but I don't think there's a player in the league that likes it. I don't. We talked to Devon House about that issue of body recovery. You know, you put, feel right till Friday. No, you put yourself through car wrecks, snap after snap after snap, and these guys feel so terrible for the week. You, yeah, Devon said, I don't feel good till Friday, and the game's on a Sunday. That's when I start feeling good. Now they got to go out a day earlier, it's and tough. you expect the product to be the best on a national audience on a Thursday night. Uh-huh. And injuries, you're right. The NFL is hypocritical in a lot of ways. This would be one of those where player safety is, yes, trumpeted, but All not right. always Here's executed. the other guys that are on the injury report today. Again, just an estimation, but it's got to come out. Uh, Bakhtiari with his hamstring would be limited if they practice. So that's good news. That's up. Uh, Kentrell Bryce, a groin, limited. Brian Balaga has an ankle, would not have practiced today. Uh, Randall Cobb, a chest injury, still limited. Mike Daniels, hip injury, limited. Uh, Quentin Dial, new to the list, chest injury, would have been limited. Talked about Brett Good, done for the year. Devon House, quad injury, still wouldn't have practiced. Uh, Ty Montgomery on the list with a wrist injury. Jeez, this is ridiculous. Kyle Murphy, mentioned the foot, wouldn't have practiced. Nick Perry, the broken hand, had the surgery last week, would have been limited. Jake Ryan would have still been limited with a hamstring and a concussion. You just got to survive. You just got to find a way to survive against the Bears no matter who plays, what it takes. You just have to survive. Then you get the 10 days to recharge. Tall order for the Packers coming up. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we saw it in every stadium from London to Lambeau. And we'll talk about it and hear from the players in their show of unity yesterday. That when the fifth quarter returns right after this timeout. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All righty. Packers v. Bears, just a couple of nights away. That is my favorite game of the year. But we'll talk more about the great, great rivalry in a couple of minutes. We got to get a cold play. I know it was awfully hard on an 89-degree day, but there were a couple out there. So line on up. Our friends from Robinson's Heating and Cooling. Want to get a winner today and get you qualified for the big Viking game at the end of the year. All right, Dave, take it away. Okay, we got Gene. Aaron Rodgers, pick six. Aaron Rodgers, pick six. That was icy. You are right. Congratulations. Yeah, a chill swept through Lambeau Field in the second quarter when Aaron tried to hit Jordy on the sideline, only to watch in absolute horror at the second pick six of his entire career. Yeah, it was early in the game. Um... What was the last name of the guy that picked it? Right. Stop throwing the Jacksons. Everybody else is fine. Just two pick sixes to Jacksons. William Jackson got it for the uh, Bengals yesterday and was my trivia question a couple of weeks ago. Remember when he almost had one yes. in Seattle? Tanner Jackson in Tampa Bay back in 2009. So now all we're missing is Latoya, Michael, and Jermaine, right? And we'll have the Jackson five. Tito. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's our cold play. Congratulations, Gene. You're in. Congratulations, nice job. Well done. All right. <laughs> Avoid Jackson's at all costs. Well, that's a pick in each game for Aaron. Yeah. And I think when he throws seven last year, I mean, the guy's went over 300 touchdown passes for a career, fastest ever to do it by like 600 attempts uh, to the next closest guy, and the fewest games possible, and with the fewest interceptions possible. But the guy with the all time TD to INT ratio in the NFL did not throw the ball very well on that one. It was no. covered. I think he's going to be okay, though. I think he'll be I, all right. I, I see big things in that kid's future. Really? 
Yeah. All I think right. he's going to be all right in this all game. Right. I think he'll be all right. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the president of the United States on Friday in Alabama thought it would be uh, prudent for the National Football League owners to fire players and uh, he didn't say just players. You all SOBs, know what he said. Yeah, yeah SOBs. If they continue to protest the national anthem. Saturday, he said fans should boycott NFL games if these protests continue. The players around the National Football League took an affront to the comments from the POTUS. Yeah. And yesterday, all around the league, you saw it. Uh, players locked arm in arms. Some kneeling, some standing at attention, some sitting. And it happened at Lambeau Field. But I wanted to find out what was the thinking behind these players' motivations for taking the stance they did. And Martellus Bennett is no stranger to protesting social injustice after right. what happened to his brother, Michael. He raised his fist on opening day when the Seahawks were here. He did that last year as and well. And he did it last yep. year as well. And a follow-up from the whole thing that got this argument and this debate, political debate now, and social debate started with Colin Kaepernick, yep. obviously. Yep. So the president obviously threw some gasoline on this with colorful, if not really, um, bad comments. I just didn't like the way he phrased that. And it, yeah. and it was from the hip again, which seems to get him in a lot of trouble. So we saw it at Lambeau Field yesterday. The Packer players had three sitting on the bench for the anthem. Martellus Bennett won, but a Wisconsin guy, the veteran Lance Kendricks, decided to sit down with him. Number one, I was just trying to support a teammate. You know, uh, I think the biggest thing, uh, one, one thing that our coach spoke about was unity and um, just supporting the team. And um, the second thing is my wife's Puerto Rican and a lot of her family's in Puerto Rico. And for me, I feel like the president should have, uh, he should have focused a lot of light on Puerto Rico and what's going on there. They don't have any power. That A lot of people are missing. I feel like that's where the focus needs to be. It doesn't seem to be a protest of disrespect for the anthem or the flag right. or what it stands for. And I, I'm not crazy about the timing of the players taking this stance for unity and social justice. I think it's a very noble cause. But they believe it's the only opportunity that they can get it out front and have us, you, the president, discussing it. Yeah, and you've heard from the players for whatever reason, you know, whatever unity, come together, we want to unite, not divide. It's about love, not yeah, hate. We'll you heard hear that from, from that Aaron Rodgers. But when this whole thing started with Colin Kaepernick, it was turned into he's disrespecting the flag and the national anthem. And there are some that believe that, and that is your absolute right to believe that, and you can believe what you want. Colin Kaepernick sees it a different way. A lot of players see that a different way, and they absolutely have the right to believe that there as well. There are too many. Both, Martin, both sides many. can coexist yeah. peacefully, and that's what you're seeing with the players peacefully protesting. They all say this is not about the anthem. It's not about disrespect for the flag. Time and time again, they say we love our veterans. Yeah. I've had a father. I've had a grandfather. Oh, I know a guy. example of that yeah, right here. They, they continue to say the right things, but... If people see it as an offense, people see it as an offense. And then it's up to the fan to decide, do I want to spend my money on that or do I want to spend it somewhere else? I heard on different talk shows today, someone said they were giving back their season tickets. They were no longer going to be a Packers fan because the Packers right. allowed that to happen. Yeah, they're right. and, and that's your right as a fan. That is, that is absolutely fine. But I think what, why the players did this, and this would not have happened if the president didn't call them sons of bees. Yeah. 
if he wouldn't have labeled it in that way and handled it a little bit more diplomatically, I don't think you would have seen teams stay in the locker room during an anthem. You wouldn't have seen more players yeah. sit and take a knee. It, that wouldn't have happened. This it went weekend. from a handful, maybe two dozen, over yeah. two hundred players took took part yesterday, including a kid we had on just a couple of weeks ago. Kevin King took it upon himself to sit this one out. It was a tough decision, you know, it was a tough decision. But you know, I, I haven't sat before. It's something that's been on my mind. But you know, I, I didn't, I didn't want to do it because you know, for, you know, for reasons. But. When I heard, you know, some comments that were that were made recently, I kind of put it over the top a little bit. My my grandpa is a veteran, and I, you know, I have no disrespect for that. But in terms of, you know, what's going on recently, and you know, I thought today was a great opportunity to, you know, to show my support and and really, you know, what I, what I thought was right. When asked flat out if it was because of the president's comments, Kevin said, Kevin said, "Yeah, yeah," and, and that's, that's what Aaron Rodgers said as well. And we'll hear from Aaron in a second. It's it's because of those comments. Otherwise you wouldn't have seen the displays that you saw. And for a lot of it, it was a display. It was a display of unity when the guys were linking arms, and you saw that more often on sidelines than not. That had nothing to do with a social issue. That had to do with, hey, we're a team. I stand up for my teammates who We stand want, up for our fellow teammates want all around the themselves. league. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah, so, so while three sat, yeah, while C threats, three of them sat, there were several other Packer players who did lock arm and arm, and Aaron Rodgers was among them. You know, on this team, we're, we're going to keep choosing uh, love over hate, unity over division. And that's what it was to us in, in talking last night and this morning. You know, the few of us who linked arms just wanted to show a united front that we respect our men and women in, in uniform. We respect our troops. We love them. We appreciate what they do for us. Today was about using our platform to promote love and unity and acceptance and togetherness. And I hope you did that. There's been an awful lot of shouting. Yeah. It's time for listening. Yeah, and I... Time for for trying to find some way to bridge the divide, to bridge what's happened with police officers across this country, and I respect the men in blue for what they do. They keep me safe. Absolutely. And all that sort of thing. Absolutely. But there's just been too much of it. The players voice their displeasure over that, and it's now snowballing into a political hot-button issue that's probably not going to go away anytime soon. And the greatest thing about this country is we can can do what the players are doing peacefully. You can make statements. You can protest. You can make your voice heard. Odell Beckham Jr. might have taken it it to a different level. Sure. When he referred to being a dog and then his celebration in the end zone was a really dumb slap at yeah, this just but, i mean it's a great thing about they're the not country. Ter- they're not burning the flag no they're not ripping no. it up yeah it's it's not that and in this country you can burn the flag that you can you can i mean that does happen as offensive we, as it is and as a fan you know i don't take offense to what i've seen on the sidelines no more than i take offense when a guy doesn't remove his hat at a basketball game when the national anthem's being played or they sit or they talk during an anthem it's or tweet or whatever. Not everybody takes it as and Donald seriously Trump, as they if should. I'm not mistaken, did own a professional football franchise, the New Jersey Generals in the yes. United States Football League back in the mid 1980s, and he spent an awful lot of money to lure Herschel Walker, as great as oh, he that's was, right. out of college. So, are you telling me, Mr. President, if Herschel Walker <laughs> would have sat down during the anthem, would you have fired your best player? No, I no, don't no, think so. No, I don't think no. so. All right, we got to take a break. 
The Bears are coming next, and you're going to the game. We got a pair of tickets from our friends at Robinson's we're giving away as we wrap up this fifth quarter right after this timeout. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody, as the Packers get ready to take on the Chicago Bears. 23-17 overtime winners over the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday, their first win of the season against the two losses. And the other games, of course, on uh, Sunday, Vikings rolling over Tampa Bay. Case Keenum? Yeah, did you forget that you're Case Keenum? 369 and four touchdowns? You weren't supposed to do that. Vikings at home, they're they're tough. I will give you that. So they get to 2-1. and And we mentioned the Lions falling to the uh, Falcons, uh, 30-26. What a heartbreaker. Golden Tate was inches away from the win. We were asked for an explanation of that decision. Uh, It was ruled a touchdown on that short little one-yard kind of shallow cross route, but he was tackled and kind of stretched it to the stripe. But upon further review, it was overturned. And when you have an overturned decision on a play that would have resulted in the clock continuing to run. When it's under 10 seconds. When it's under 10 seconds, you are issued a 10-second runoff, and the Lions didn't have a timeout, so that was that. Tough way to lose. If Detroit had a timeout, which they burned all three the previous drive to put them in that position with enough time, the Lions argue we would have had enough time. We practiced that, but... I don't know. It would have been tough. Tough way to The call was it. right. Jim Caldwell, to his credit, after the game said, 100% correct call. I have no issues with the call. We move on. Tough loss. That's the way it goes. So we'll see what happens. As for the Bears, I don't know how they got one because they <laughs> dropped their first two games, uh, losing to Atlanta. They gave the Falcons a ball game, but then I watched them last weekend just get destroyed by the Buccaneers down in yeah. Florida. Mike Glennon, ladies and gentlemen, is the quarterback that's coming to Lambeau on Sunday, a passer rating of 79.8. They run the ball pretty well. They can run. In fact, Mr. Howard has as many yards rushing as the Packers do as a team, and this Tara Cohen kid, a rookie out of North Carolina A&T, very exciting player. Sproles-esque. Yeah, he's got a buck yeah. 57, or averaging six and a half yards a rush, and he's also their leading receiver by a mile he coming out of the backfield. dangerous out of the backfield. He's a hard guy to deal with. The Bears play pretty stout defense. Packers are beat up. But they'll beat the Bears, won't yeah. they? Yeah. They'll beat the Bears. Just like they beat the Bengals, they'll beat the Bears. All right. No Who knows how, how long it'll take. Yeah, yeah. Let's not beat let the it go to overtime, but I think they should. All right. We want to make sure you go see the Packers beat the Bears. And we got a pair of tickets from our friends at Robinson's Heating and Cooling. Along with a lot of great door prizes we're going to give away off air, so stick around for that. Who's going to the ball game, Z? Tom Siski. Tom Siski is heading to the ball game. Hey, all right. Congrats, Thomas. Worth the ride up. All right. Covered a lot of ground tonight. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, And again, we'll have just one practice to talk about tomorrow, and then uh, we get right after it. Thursday night, the color rush, I think, are back. Those hideous all-white uniforms for the Packers, don't like them. <laughs> yeah, I've been over Just Colorado another reason I don't like Thursday time. Night Football, because yeah. it obviously took you away a chance to visit with Jeff Janice tonight. But Jeff will be back, and we will be back next Monday. Monday, Thursday Monday, night Monday, game, Monday. But we're going on Monday, so enjoy the mini-bye weekend. And thanks for coming out, everybody. Until then, for Matt Z, I'm Mark Daniels. Thanks, Mark. thanks for listening. Thanks for stopping. We'll see you next time on the fifth quarter. So long, everybody. <laughs>